0: Welcome to the Self-Service Generation Podcast, where we explore how technology impacts, improves and enables the customer experience that we all expect from businesses and organisations that we engage or work with. Don't worry, we'll only keep it to 20 minutes, so hopefully you'll find it interesting. Thanks very much.
1: Welcome to the Self-Service Generation Podcast with me, Gavin.
0: And me, Steve. How are you doing? Not too bad, I think, uh, just about <laughs> getting through the game for the week. I know you've been busy. Oh, God, yeah, flat out this week. I've got a holiday. You always pay the price for having a holiday yeah. coming up. You're like, oh, I've got to get all this stuff done. It's a nightmare. It's another thing that you have to, to suddenly squeeze into a lot less time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Make yeah. sure you've it's
1: not carnage when you come back.
0: <laughs> another two weeks worth of work. You've got to fit into Friday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: But if you plan it right, you can do a little bit before and a little bit after, right? Isn't nah. that how it works?
0: Nah, no, nah, because there's never <laughs> any room in the day anyway. So it's uh, yeah, whatever.
1: Never mind. It's the laptop band
0: on holiday. Sorry. It's the laptop banned on holiday. No, no, it's coming with me. No, no, <laughs> no choice. I'm afraid. No choice. No, no, because I uh, like uh, you know, off air. We were talking about stuff that's that's come in this week. that are, like really totally big deals and things and you just go oh okay well I'm going to have to see them through over over my holiday because I can't yeah. avoid them you know it's too significant especially
1: you know, at the like moment that. like it's definitely like maximizing the opportunities that you have coming in is is going to be important right. for everybody I think um, mm-hmm. and that's and yeah so today I think we mentioned in the last podcast we're going to be talking about um getting to know and understanding your customer um, yeah. It's been a big uh, conversation for us, and always a bit of conversation for us. And actually, we we've internally, i um, here, spoken on a podcast before, and a few different um, had a few different opportunities to discuss different areas around it. Uh, one of which is is including consumer duty, which is a, quite a large um, kind of part of the financial sector in, in regards to making sure businesses are doing best by their customers. Yeah. Um. And if you're going to do that, ultimately, understanding your customers is going to be a key part of that
0: yeah absolutely and you know and I think most uh organizations think they know that and I think they they think they know the customer but you know you start you no, know, there needs to be more work on that I think you know that, that's the the bit that you know you guys specialize in quite significantly
1: yeah we definitely do I think for us when we talk about when we talk about the customer, I think we're both of us, we're very much the customers. Both the customer that the business serves externally, so the people who come and make a make a purchase or service yeah. users, yeah. as well as staff and team members and people who work within the business, they yeah, for us they they're all classified as customers in our eyes. They're all people who need to be considered in in the day to day of the
0: work that we're doing. But the, look, the the thing is, there's a there's a load of terminology that gets banded around um, around our whole industry, really. Um, so you've got like UI, UX, CX, all these things. It, I mean, understanding that in its own right as a business. Yeah. What What's, how, what's the difference? How, what was yeah. What's that all about? You know, come there, on. Are many,
1: there are many a blog post written on the difference <laughs> between UX and UI as well as C, uh, or, or CX in, in UX. Um, and UX. So for me, customer experience is, is kind of the big pool, is the big... Yeah. that surrounds it so customer experience is everything from before the person becomes a customer all the way through to becoming a customer and not ongoing experience from how the from pricing from brand from visibility all the way through to understanding the customer then becoming a customer to understanding what the customer process and the customer journey is through that experience yeah yeah the ux part of that or the user experience part of that is very much um the platforms and the digital focus towards um, that customer experience and the digital touch points. Right. With the caveat that the UX has to consider the CX, otherwise it's not really UX. If you're yeah. going to design a, an experience, whether it's a mobile app, whether it's a website, you have to take into consider all the, all the touch points that yeah. that customer has gone through. Yeah. Um, and you always have to consider the context around the why that experience exists.
0: Yeah.
1: So for example, if I'm designing a mobile app for uh, an insurance customer, I have to understand the mindset of that customer. I have to understand at what point in that journey that customer is in the the user journey with that that insurance company, when I'm designing that experience, but also when I'm analyzing that experience as well. So um, one of the tools in the UX tool belt is the ability to be able to see things like heat maps of how people use experience, and also be able to see analytics of how people use an experience on their own, they're useful, but if you if you can see someone's done something, all it really does is tells you someone's done something. Yeah, yeah. and not it, what they intended to do. Anyway, what? No, yeah, you don't understand what they intent, necessarily what they intended to do. You can make assumptions on that experience. Oh, they yeah. they must have yeah. they must have done this for this reason, and that's why you need to have those start having those conversations with customers and conversations yeah. with people and, and do your user testing with, with real customers to understand. Kind of like actually now, I you add that context as to why those decisions are being made or why their interactions are happening. Yeah. Um, and then another term that also gets thrown in the mix, obviously, is UI, um, which is sometimes confused between what you whether UX and UI are two different things. For me, again, UI is a small pool that sits within UX as a whole. So your UI yeah. is your is the visual elements um, of an ex, of an experience, whether it's a website or whether it's a mobile application. So the button yeah. designs, the button. um yeah button designs a button color the button shapes images how you how you structure text those yeah. will form like the the user the user interface but you have to consider the research you've done from a ux and a customer experience point of view to make sure that you're designing the right ui experience to make it work yeah
0: yeah that makes sense
1: so this kind like, of a how
0: like i made it look yeah. i think what you're pretty much saying is that there's massive overlaps between each of those things. But ultimately, the umbrella term of CX is where the others fit in. But you can't do decent UX if you're not considering the customer experience. Yeah. Because the user experience is going to have to interact with the customer experience and understand where they go next once they've left this digital touch point. What, the, you know, because we've got loads of multi channel journeys, you know, right. Uh, like, like you know we you know we do voice and chat and stuff like that so you know voice is another part of that and that's another user interface actually even if it's not visual you know it's a it's it's a verbal but it's still a digital interface actually an analog to digital interface but let's not get too rolled into (laughs) that but it's part of the cx the customer experience but you're saying that that the consideration of ux is not necessarily always taken into account for the customer experience as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. So a lot of the time you'll see it where the UX element is brought in is purely focusing on looking at the analytics of a platform, yeah. looking at download figures, looking at how many people are landing on certain pages, how many people yeah. are going from one page to another, how much time yeah. they're spending on pages, and that and uh, what, how people are going through an experience and kind of sometimes decisions are made just on that level of information and you might be able to work out actually there's a reason that is that actually we forgot to put a button here yeah Yeah. they can't actually get to this page that's why they don't so you can make some sort of technical fixes from that but from a actually from fixing something which is broken from an experience point of view you can Mm -hmm. there's some things you can tweak based on experience but really you should be going back through and and running through some user testing to actually get the context around why those decisions are being made. If you're yeah. going to do that user experience piece properly, it's actually involving the user. And we, we call it human. But another way we look at it is human powered design. Um, I think that's something we want to bring a real big focus in because there's issues around user, there's issues around customer. It's about, about the humans that work within as part of that business ecosystem, the customer and, and, and your team. They're the people that have to be considered and you have to involve them in the process of of you're making those designs, making those yeah, design yeah.
0: decisions. yeah that's interesting. Well, to be honest we have something similar with um, uh, the chatbot side of stuff. So if you stick a chatbot on a website, that chatbot will be asked, asked loads of random questions and different stuff. But what might come out of that is content that you don't doesn't exist on your website because you'll guess at what that content should be and it's the yeah. same principle isn't it so you know if the chatbot goes I need to know have you got information about X and X doesn't appear anywhere and you just go we keep getting asked about X and we don't deliver yeah. an answer for that or we haven't got that content anywhere to signpost somebody to or whatever it is you you've lost them you've lost a valuable piece of information and, that, and the only way yeah. is that that human has interacted and told you that they actually need this information,
1: you know. I mean, on the flip side of that, you could argue that chatbots have the opportunity to be one of the most powerful parts of customer research. Yeah, they're natural. Kind of, obviously, to some, to some extent, obviously, when people are calling that as long as you're logging what the conversations are and you're logging yeah. what the questions people are asking, you can then utilise that to inform the decisions you're making from a chat point of view as part of your research piece. Yeah. And also, if you build those experiences of people asking questions, what we need to make sure we're doing is logging those questions that customers are asking. That's so we right, can so. then inform the data that we're going to have and the information that we need to collect. And that's actually a really powerful tool for a business because what it means is they have a system in place that's going to enable them to grow and improve and less likely to lose customers because the information isn't accessible because you're going to grow and build a system that's always going to be able to grow and make sure they can respond to that question next time rather yeah. than lose a customer because they've got frustrated. Yeah. Um, but it is really, it is a really important process to be able to, yeah, properly get under the skin of the customer um, we've done a fair bit of work with Pal-X, Um and the risk, a lot of the time when you've got an organisation coming to you, um, they will always come to you and say, we want this, this is the thing that we want. <laughs>
0: yeah. Our, our,
1: our leadership, our leader, they're not necessarily saying this is the case with Palex but usually with an organisation they'll come to you saying, "Our direct, my boss has asked me to get this thing built. Yeah, yeah. Because and the the beauty is, human beings are solution driven, right? We we don't like seeing problems. We just want to we just want to solve problems all the time. Solve problems. Yeah, yeah. Um. So what we we're really big on kind of making sure that we support. We need to understand the business objective. So why why do they want the thing? Is it because they think it's fun, or is it because they've actually got business objectives that they're trying to they're trying to meet? So we yeah. need to really understand what are the objectives, and what are the goal, because that's the only way you can measure the success of a pro- of a project
0: that's right um, well it gives you kpis
1: it gives you KPIs. yeah you can go actually ha- has it done this has it reduced inquiries by x has it streamlined the way that that's we're like right. uh, has it streamlined our work in the warehouse by x percent mm-hmm. um, and then you can go away and rather than talk rather than making a scope scoping a project based off people who are in a in a leadership position you probably haven't done the role for 10 15 20 years mm-hmm. you go down and have a conversation and you spend a day in a lorry with a lorry driver and understand and talk to them about the role, talk to them how they're working, sit and experience how yeah. they do things, whether there's, and, and whether there's corners being cut, um, why the corner's being cut. Do those do those things need to actually happen? Are they actually vital or actually do not need those things need to happen?
0: Well, that's and where the process, process, process. optimization comes in, isn't it? Because yeah. actually, uh, we're really, really good as humans on... Uh, uh joining up the process and mate and fixing a process by using what we do and our humanity, yeah. but it's actually a robotic process in between one and the other you know so yeah. we've done something that's just repetitive because we need know it needs to be fixed to get our job done if you like yeah. and and, and also doing that
1: nicely and doing it nice as well we, we run yeah. shot uh with an organization Four, I want to say four years ago. It might not have been that far long ago. Um, and we, the, the organisation, has just gone for a merger. And we went in the room, and usually we're the strangers in the room because we're, we're the strangers in to some extent with everybody else. They don't know who we are. We went in the room, yeah. and pretty much no one in the room knew each other. I think there's like fifteen uh... people in the room, and you'd find you'd find pockets. Um, but actually, getting in the room and talking about what was going on, talking about kind of the way that each of them do things and how yeah. and how they work at the moment. They were, they were like, oh no, we've solved that problem. Like we've already done that. That we've solution. And, and and they were able to share those experiences as to where the problems have been solved. Wow. And you might find if you're having a meeting, with someone if we're on a road with a road driver, they might yeah. find a problem and solved it for themselves. Yeah, but nobody knows. Yeah. Nobody knows. Yeah. So it's like from going in and having those conversations, you can build up that understanding, and then yeah. going in and talking to other customers who are who are who are at the point when those deliveries are being made, or. Talking to people who work in the warehouse, who are there, kind of having to having to put things onto put, put the elements onto the lorries and what the process is in regards to how they plan it. By yeah. having those conversations, you're in a position to be able to design a much better system. Yeah. Um, because now digital has become ubiquitous in everything, pretty much that we do. You've got the lorry. driver, Yes, the lorry driver has a mobile application that does X, Y, and Z. But there's yeah. also a, a management system in the background that feeds the information. And yes, we can design something, but unless we understand the nuances of the systems that's being used. Yeah. We have to take that into consideration.
0: Yeah, I had a big conversation with somebody uh, who was um, uh, a facilities management um, consultant and um, and he's he's done this for years and he's really, really good. But he was saying that there's still a massive gap uh, again and right down to the bottom where you've got um, uh, somebody that turns up to a facility. So in this case, it's supermarkets and they've got uh, say uh, chill cabinets and stuff like that so they're all refridge, um units and, and things like that then they need to yeah. keep going There's con- continuity you know it's really important that whole refrigeration chain from of your food from from where it gets refrigerated delivered and then put into store all those l- layers do all have to be continuous temperature and all that type of stuff so servicing and keeping those things maintained is massive and he's still he's still seeing uh, the companies he was working for he's still seeing that somebody was there outside the supermarket a um uh, an engineer um uh, with his feet on the dash going uh, and going, he went what, are you having a break? He said, "No, no, no. This job's off now. I'm, I'm going to wait until my next job." So why? He said, "Parts aren't here, so I'm not. I've I've turned up. I've I've just driven 80 miles to get here, but there's no parts here for me to do it. So I'm going to turn around, and do the next one. But I'm you know whatever. And of course, totally demoralized, totally broken. That whole him as a customer within his own organisation is broken because." Yeah. There's a break in the chain of the fact that the delivery isn't done. There's no communication where the delivery is going to arrive. You know, they've got problems with parts getting lost in store because nobody in the supermarket cares whether there's something there or not, you yeah. know, because they get that many deliveries a day. And then this part comes and it's gone missing, you know, huge part, you know, 500 quid's worth of yeah. stuff, you know, it's just gone missing. Not because it's nicked or anything, just because nobody knows where it is and they're these big units yeah. but the whole I design well understand that that, well and, understand and they've got yeah. applications that uh, have got this stuff but the right information for that person has not gone in so that user experience that you're talking about is broken because yeah. their internal customer experience has not been considered yeah and it's exactly what you're talking about yeah and it,
1: and again it could be completely functional it's, oh yeah your development team might be there like oh it's brilliant like everything's working there's no bugs the person the background is there getting infuriated with, with the experience and, the, and ultimately then companies are losing team members because yeah because they're getting frustrated there's a really well, interesting they are, and they're,
0: they're switching so the, the staff turnover is huge for that layer so yeah. they're just going now i'm going to work for somebody else it's exactly the same job it just it just gets delivered another van yeah And there's more, there's
1: more impact as well. There was another another example, I was at an event, I can't remember how long ago it was, it was in London, and there was a uh, um, guy from Cambridge who had been doing some um, data, I think he did some systems analysis work for uh, a warehouse, a warehousing company or a, one of those fulfillment centers. Um, And they, they, there was a company, he was doing loads of analysis of the work that was going on there and how they were doing their business. Um, There was some friction going on between the business and one of their suppliers. Yeah. Because everything was coming, everything ended up being delivered late on their system. Everything was being delivered late and they were getting really frustrated with their, their system was telling them this, everything was arriving a day late. Yeah. All the time it was arriving a day late. Now, when the uh, analyst went in, he went in and realised the delivery didn't go in late. It came in, in the last five minutes of someone's shifts. And that person then didn't log it, in to this, log it
0: into the system. Right. It didn't get logged into the system until the next day. Yeah, and that was but, the date, and that was the date that was in the the UX that said this is what's happened, whereas yeah. they should have had something that said when did it arrive? It arrived yesterday, yeah. not not the log of the entry. You know.
1: So the only time and the only so the only way you really get around that and understand see those problems is actually have a conversation, like be be That's around. Right. Like yeah. understand how the system works. Have the conversation yeah. with, with with the people who are using the experience. You get so much. Whether that's understanding what data the person needs, whether yeah. that's understanding when they're going to be using the system, when they're going to, uh, understanding what systems that they're already using in place. You can even use it if you work with customers from a competitor' point of view, because you can understand what other platforms that they're using, what other platforms are that they, they need to be similar similar to, yeah. um, as well as understanding yeah, where it fits and where it fits in their lives. And when you're building projects um where there's quite a lot of emotional impact
0: as well you need to make sure you get that right yeah no absolutely I, I suppose from from a a listener's perspective or viewers because we're doing videos and all sorts now it comes, <laughs> didn't do me out or nothing um <laughs> I'll just run out of bed as most people can tell oh, if it's absolutely a video. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah well I know that yeah um <clears throat> but <laughs> the how, how how do you go about that because we're talking about heat maps and stuff earlier you know this is so somebody needs to lead a research project to do that and go and talk to people a machine yeah. you know that's yeah, the so only way you're going to do it isn't it
1: yep. yes we're quite fortunate so we have as a as an agency we have a, a dedicated user researcher internally right so when we're looking to take on when we're looking to take on a project um, they would form a core part of our delivery team they would be the person who goes into the business right. um, kind of really builds an understanding of how the business works sits down yeah. with people who are doing if we're doing an internal project sits sits down with people who are doing the jobs so if we're doing a, yeah. or if yeah. it's in a manufacturing business go around interview have conversations kind of understand the places that they're going through and they would be bringing that insight they would be collecting that and bringing that in for us to be able to look at it, us working together with the client and going this is the information that we found this is how it works the organisations looking to do it as a case of going, do you look to bring someone externally in? Do, do you understand the problem that you're trying to solve? Have you been able to understand that there's inefficiencies in certain areas or are yeah. you you're only interested if there are
0: opportunities to do something better? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, And that's a massive added value to have that information. Uh, and like I said, you know, all those examples that we've just been talking about of, you know, the... the missed in missed links and somebody's fixed something that they didn't know they were doing all those things. massive value proposition in its own right because you know the savings are huge you know they're taking that fm thing and just know they were hemorrhaging money and yeah. also ultimately hemorrhaging clients and supermarket clients aren't that you know they don't grow on trees they yeah. they're are a finite number of those people around and they only have to switch contracts, and you could be closing the business because of something simple that's in the chain of events that needs to be fixed. That actually isn't that complicated to do if the communication's right and the UX supports the customer experience. And off you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Good. All right. Uh, well, that's really interesting, uh, Gavin. That was um, that was superb. Uh, I don't know what we got on time. I have no idea. I forgot yeah, to time ourselves as well. You know, so yeah, I did write if a note ran down. Over, but... Sorry, everybody. Um, I, I, we could carry on all day about this subject. But um, uh, that's, that is really interesting. Uh, I suppose if anybody wants to uh, got questions about that, then, you know, comment on the podcast. We can do that. Or we'll just get in touch, and um, you know we can maybe pick up the the questions and um, and answer them next time. But yeah. thanks very much, everybody. That's great. Thank you everyone for listening. All uh, right. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Self Service Generation podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and found it interesting. Look out for more in the series where we take deep dives around specific challenges in this space. Until next time.